Well, this is our last message, our final message in our series, Let's Go Mountain Moving, a part of our faith emphasis. And God's given me a Father's Day uh, Bible verse, a Father's Day uh, a scripture text for everyone this morning, not just for men. It's found in 1 Samuel 17, verse 10. Four words, four words, say it with me. Give me a man. It's not only my daughter's prayer, <laughs> my youngest daughter's prayer, but these are the words of scriptures this morning. Give me a man. And the Lord has given your pastor not just a sermon, but an illustrated sermon that I want to share with you this morning on those four words. Give me a man. Because it's a call. It's a call not just to men. It's a call to everyone to be God's champion in this hour across America that is so dark and so fearsome. It's a call to defeat hell's opposition to God's best for your life anywhere, any place, and at any time. It's a challenge to win the victory. When we are given the most impossible mountains to move in life. God, His order for your life is not defeat. It's victory. It's a challenge. It's a call to win the victory, to conquer the mountain that's the most fearful of all. This morning, I present to you giant mountain. Giant mountain. And I ask you this morning, what kind of champion is God looking for to win the victory over giant mountain? Is this the kind of champion that God is looking for? Yes or no? Though the streams are swollen, keep them doggies rolling. Well, if it's not a cowboy champion, maybe it's this champion that God is looking for to conquer Giant Mountain. I hate to say that's one of our pastors here at Lakeside. Is this the kind of champion that God is looking for when Scripture says, give me a man, give me a champion? Yes or no? Is this God's champion?
now. <laughs> is this the kind of champion, a Wall Street tycoon? Uh, is this what God is looking for to conquer Giant Mountain? You got the wrong track. You got the right track? Okay, I'm sorry. My fault. Who is this? Oh, it's Rambo. Is this God's champion? Is this what God is looking for? To conquer the giants of life? Oh, now you're working with me. <laughs> oh, maybe it's this one. Oh, Everybody was kung fu fighting Those kids were fast as lightning And I just heard tell that he wants to go into the ministry. <laughs> is this what God is looking for when he says, Give me a man. Does anybody know who this is? <laughs> Jim Ballard. <laughs> is this the champion that God is looking for? To conquer the giants of life? So who is this? Is Rocky God's champion? Is that what he's looking for? Is this what God wants? <laughs> our final, our final icon of real manhood. 
007. Is this God's champion? Are any of these God's champion, what he's looking for to conquer the giant mountains of life? Does anyone represent God's idea of a real champion of God? The time. The time is 1020 B.C. One man, one man alone had stopped the plans and purposes of God. Stopped God's army. One man had, in, had stopped the entire army of God. The Bible says that he was descended from a literal race of giants. You name any NBA basketball player like Shaq. You name any NFL football player. You name any pro wrestler like Hulk Hogan. He's bigger than them all. Who am I describing? Goliath. He's nine foot nine inches in his stocking feet. Under his 200 pounds of armor, you'll see bulging biceps and rippling thigh muscles. He's tougher than a $2 steak. He's a walking tank. He's a soldier's worst nightmare. For 40 days, Goliath has strutted his stuff between the Philistine and the Israeli armies. He has been shouting, why have nations battle? Why have armies fight? Let's fight it out. Let's decide the victory in single mortal combat. Mano a mano. When Goliath roared, the Israeli warriors ran to their tents, shaking with fear. As Goliath roared his defiance and declared, I defy you, Israel, and I defy your God.
Do you know who you're clapping to? Do you know who you're applauding? This is Goliath. A giant of a man. For this morning's purposes, he's giant mountain. A satanic mountain. Day after day, this giant of a man roared, Give me a man! And who did God send? Did God send Rocky Balboa? Who did God send to Satan's masterpiece? Did God send Rambo, James Bond, 007? Who did God send? Think of it. You know God's got a humor. God sent a shepherd, a little shepherd, a shepherd boy, a shepherd boy by the name of David. this heathen Philistine that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? The Lord who saved me from the claws and the teeth of the lion and the bear will save me from this Philistine. So Goliath challenged David to come and fight him. And Goliath said, flesh to the wild animals and the birds. You come at me with sword and spear, but I come at you with the name of the living Lord. God will give me victory on this day so that everyone will know that the battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. all your dreams and your hopes have been cruelly crushed by Satan's manifested scheme and you feel the urge within you to submit to earthly fears don't let the faith you're standing in seem to disappear
he knows himself We're children of the King So lift up the mighty shield of faith For the battle must be won We know that Jesus Christ is risen So the work's already as giant Goliath. Thank you, Anthony Pazillo, as shepherd boy David. I ask you a question this morning as they adjust the house lights, please. What's your Goliath? What's your giant mountain? Perhaps your Goliath doesn't carry a sword. Perhaps your Goliath doesn't carry a shield. Perhaps your Goliath brandishes unemployment, divorce, sexual abuse, depression in your face. Perhaps your giant doesn't strut in an ancient valley, but he stalks through the office. He walks through your high school hallways. He's in your bedroom. Perhaps your Goliath He's a lost son, a lost daughter, a rebellious child who, like Goliath, curses you and curses God. What's your Goliath? He brings you bills you can't pay, people you can't please, medical test reports, doctor's diagnoses that seem spawned from the very pits of hell. Some he torments with booze they can't resist, pornography that they can't refuse, a past they can't shake, a, 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 a present, a future they can't face. For some, he's the spirit of fear. 
that makes them stay awake at night wondering, what if? What if? What if? We all know well the roar of our Goliaths, our giant mountains. So what did David do when he confronted Goliath? Did David complain? Did David go, oh me, oh my? God, why do you always give me these huge, giant problems? Did David say that? No, David chose to focus on the greatness of his God instead of the enormity of his problems. You need to be glad that you have a pastor who went to a cemetery, I mean seminary, and studied. When I asked the staff, when I asked uh, our, our uh, worship and creative arts director, and now they stole it on me, uh, they stole the prop. Pastor Ryan, what happened to my prop that was up here? Somebody stole it already. Look at that. Oh, okay. Thought you'd pull a trick on me, huh? Okay, thank you. Here we go. When, when, when I asked our worship, you know, there's some in the church that are gifted to sing, but they, they haven't studied ancient history. When I asked, I said, I, I need to see the prop for David's sling. This is what she gave me. How many of you know that the ancient sling was uh, like what David twirled and hurled? Two leather thongs with a pouch in the middle. And they would put in that pouch a rock about the size of a man's fist. But even so, slinging a rock could be haphazard. Goliath had a man, a soldier, walking before him with a huge towering shield. Goliath himself was clothed in armor, 200 pounds of it, the Bible says. Don't you know it was a supernatural miracle that God directed that rock to the very forehead of Goliath to bring that giant of a man down? It was God. Why? Because David ran to the roar of Goliath, not complaining, not moaning and won't, uh, uh, groaning. David, follow the spotlight, move the spotlight, thank you. David ran to the roar of the giant Goliath with a mouth that was filled with faith-filled words. David fostered a miracle mentality. David declared, the battle is the Lord's. And that's a word for you here this morning. Your battle is not with that person that you deal with at work or in your home. Your battle, your fight is not with bills that you can't pay. Your battle that's keeping you from God's best is not with that doctor's diagnosis. The scripture is abundantly clear. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers. Our fight is with demons without bodies. But God has already won the battle at the cross of Calvary. And all you and I need to do is declare the battle is the Lord's and run to the roar in the name of Jesus and the power of the blood. The blood will never lose its power. It continues to flow to the highest mountain and the lowest valley. 
David changed the whole atmosphere. He changed his whole environment through the words that came out of his mouth. He confessed victory. He praised the Lord. He gave the battle over to God. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Most charismatic Christians know that verse. They just don't know the second part. And you will eat the fruit thereof. You will eat the fruit thereof. You will harvest what you're speaking. If you're speaking blessing, you'll reap blessing. You speak curse, you'll reap cursing. You speak victory, you'll reap victory. You speak defeat, you will harvest defeat. Life, life, death, death. This is the word of the Lord. What environment are you creating with your words? I'm not talking about positive thinking. I'm not talking about new age visualization. I'm talking about faith-filled words based upon the promises of God in the name of Jesus. God wants to put a miracle in your mouth. That's why Jesus taught us to speak to our mountains. I want you to see something in Scripture here. In Mark chapter 11, verse 22, Jesus said, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Jesus five times talks about speaking. Five times more than praying. Five times more than believing. Jesus focuses on faith-filled words. What are you confessing? What are you speaking? God doesn't want us to put up with our mountains. He doesn't want us to cozy up to our mountains or live in the shadow of them. God wants us to be mountain movers. And you do that by speaking faith-filled words to your mountains. When you confess your faith, you own it. Joel chapter 3 verse 10 says, Let the weak say, I am strong. Do you see the principle here? That means the sick can say, I am healed. The impoverished can say, I am well off. <laughs> the suffering can say, I am blessed. I'm under divine favor. Start calling yourself healed. Start calling yourself happy and whole and favored to move your mountain. Believe it, receive it, and then release it. That's what David did. At Lakeside, we've been speaking to our phase four, giant mountain of need by planting good seed in good soil. Our total phase four ministry and outreach building expansion need, think of it. Talk about a giant mountain. It's the biggest expenditure that we've ever stepped out in faith with. $5,100,000. Our biggest mountain of need in our church history. And then on top of that, we have set a cash funding goal that is greater than any cash funding we ever have done. Think of it. In the beginning, we cash funded the, the sanctuary that you're sitting in at 10% down. You're used to 10% down. 
How many businesses, how many enterprises do the cash funding goal that we have set? We have set a cash funding goal of 42% cash into the project. That means our phase four cash funding need is $2,100,000. You talk about a giant mountain of need, but you want to hear a praise report? I said, you want to hear a praise report? You want to hear a praise uh, the Lord equation? Well, get a hold of this. When I add up our phase four investment, what we've already invested into phase four, on top of the phase four faith promise giving that you have already given, add on top of that our phase four savings, we have already raised in cash funding for phase four, $1,893,056 to date. Hallelujah! Almost $1.9 million. We have set a record Hallelujah for cash funding. But the need is still before us. Our remaining mountain of need before we can reach the mountaintop uh, peak victory. That's why I've, I've put a new mountain in your handout, your bulletin. And I promise next week you'll be able to read it even more clear. Our mountaintop peak victory is a cash funding need of $207,000 before the project is finished. I ask you a question. What's the most valuable thing on earth? Is it platinum? Diamonds? Palladium? What is the most expensive commodity on this planet? Just look within your soul. Jesus said, what does it profit a man if he gained the whole world all the resources, all the trillions of dollars of this planet's resources and loses his soul. It's the worst business transaction in human history. Your soul is more valuable than anything else. That means the souls all around this church, outside the four walls of this church, are more valuable than anything that we can possibly imagine, contemplate, or think. I want you to know that our building expansion is not about personal glory. It's not about curb appeal in Shelby Township. Our expansion is all about reaching souls. It's reaching and teaching and keeping children and young people and adults for the glory of God. Phase 4 ministry and outreach vision. Jesus said in Matthew 17, 20, if you have faith, as a grain of sand. Is that what Jesus said? Jesus said, I want you to note this. Jesus was not just talking about size. If you have faith as a mustard seed, he could have said grain of sand. Scholars, get a hold of that. You will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. What do I have in my hand? No, it's not an acorn. It's a forest of oak trees. It's potential. God has placed potential in your hand. Countless Christians every week polish their seed instead of planting their seed. 
As long as your seed remains in your hand, it remains unrecognized, unrealized in its potential. Countless Christians, instead of planting their seed, eat their seed. They partake of it instead of planting it. God has said in His Word over and over again that when you release what He has placed in your hand, He'll release what's in His hand to bless you. You'll never be able to outgive God. Think of it. Think of the potential that God has placed within your hand. Well, Pastor, I'm not a rich person. Hey, God used a little boy's lunch to meet a mountain of need. <laughs> It's not what you have that's important. It's not the size. It's not the amount. It's acting out in faith that makes all the difference. Little with God is much. It moves mountains. It did with a little boy's lunch. I want to ask you this morning. I have placed within your hand a phase four mountain mover. Let's climb higher brochure. Follow me with the spotlight, please. Becky and I have filled it out. If we can have the house lights up, just a hair, please. After prayerful consideration, Becky and I have stepped out of our comfort zone. And we have decided to climb higher. We've, we already are promised before God. We have covenanted before God the day we were married to always be tithers to God's kingdom and God's house. We've always been faithful in that, and so I've marked that, that we are going to be tithers, Lakeside. Lakeside, you can count on Becky and Pastor Phil. But we want to climb higher. So above our tithe, we have faith promised an amount that we want to give over the next 12 months to our phase four vision of ministry and outreach. We've marked that. We've wrote the amount down for the glory of God. I'm believing God to do this and release this through us on a weekly basis. We're going to pay it and include it on a weekly basis for the glory of God. Others this morning want, might want to give a first fruits offering. You have the ability to give a sizable gift even this morning as we get ready to take the offering and these faith promise cards. I'm not going to belabor this point. I hate it when I come to a church especially when I visit and they're talking about money. This family knows that this is rare for me. We only do this once a year. I haven't done it for two years. As we have reignited the phase four, relaunched the phase four vision, what do you believe that God can do for through you and for you? Together, we can make a difference. The first time they climbed Mount Everest, they brought tons and tons of equipment up there. How'd they do it? Each one carried their load. It's not equal amounts. It's equal sacrifice. What do you believe over the next 52 weeks, the next 12 months, that you can do for the glory of God in moving our mountain of need? I believe that can be done before this year is out. Will you believe with me? Ushers come right now as we receive the Lord's tithes and offerings in the name of Jesus. I'm going to pull mine out of my pocket this morning. 
because I want to receive blessing with you all. Would you prepare that faith promise card? And we're going to give them both together this morning. The Lord's tithe, mission offerings, faith promise card. We're going to take care of it all together this morning. In the name of Jesus, I want to speak blessing upon you as we prepare to close this morning. By the way, don't, don't, don't you dare leave. We're coming to the finale. The best is yet to come. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless the faith giving of your people. Lord, what they're about to give in the Lord's tithe and offerings, it's precious. They've worked hard. But Lord, they trust you. They believe in you. They believe that you are the author of blessing. And Lord, in the amazing, overwhelming majority of the vote, we believe that God, you're the author of our phase four vision. And so now, Lord, we faith promise over the next 12 months as the people of God together to write another chapter in the lakeside story, a miracle story for God's greater glory. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. God bless every faithful giver. talking about giant mountains this morning they're more than church building programs though I wonder at times <laughs> you only hear the announcements every now and then I eat drink and sleep it but God is faithful for the battle is the Lord's and I got some great men and women that surround me to make the miraculous possible and I want to thank in advance Don Waggy for putting this program together this morning with this crazy pastor that comes up with creative ideas on weekends. I want to thank Marlena Kettlehut, Linda Behringer, Stephanie Giambanco for their part this morning or Wednesday night. So many we want to thank the Lord for. Giant mountains, they're more than building programs. Your giant problem this morning might be someone you're going to face even today at a Father's Day luncheon. Your giant mountain might be a hurt, a doctor's diagnosis that's keeping you from God's best. It even might be some giant-sized spirit of fear. Our nation's gripped with fear, wondering where the next terrorist attack is going to take place. Our nation is walking with a spirit of fear like never, ever before. Did you see the video of the mother who brought her 13-year-old daughter to, to the dollar store? And right in the middle of broad daylight in the dollar store, right with the mother, with her 13-year-old, a kidnapper, a creeper tried to steal, kidnap her 13-year-old daughter, and they're in the midst of a tug of war. I looked at that, and I thought, oh my God. God, what's happening to America? I talked to a Shelby Township mother this past week, and she said, Pastor, we're afraid to even let our children outside in the backyard 
There's reports of men driving through the subdivision. We're scared to even have our children go outside. I mean, when I was nine years old, I'd be out on my bike all night long, blocks away. What's happening? A Goliath, a satanic Goliath is stalking our land, our families. My sweet 22-year-old niece who lives in Dallas, Texas, Becky's brother's daughter, Jolie. She just graduated from Bible college. She wanted her own apartment. Just two weeks ago, she went to unlock for the first time at night. Unlock would be her first night in her apartment. Unlocked the door, and she felt something poking her from behind. She turned around, and there was a big man with a, a hood, a black mask over his head. He said, give me all your money. He could have raped her. He could have kidnapped her. She right now is just traumatized with fear. Her dad broke that lease arrangement, lost all kinds of money, but said, you're moving home. Pray for, for, for Jolie, our little niece. This is what's happening. There's a Goliath, a spirit of fear that's stalking the souls of our families today. That's why, that's why we need to speak to our mountains. That's why we, we must be mountain movers. That's why we must rise and move the gates of hell. Can I hear an amen? We must pull down the strongholds of the enemy. We must reclaim the victories and the promises that are ours. We must rise and move back the gates of hell. A dark cloud is gathering over the world, filling nations with fear. They're building up warhead counts, the reason yet unclear. Tear Satan's diplomacy child pursues his global schemes as gentle people of gentle lands fall slave to his regime. But our war is not with flesh and blood. But with the powers of darkness that rule nations, let's rise and move the gates of hell. Let's rise and move. Yeah. So
dark cloud is gathering over the land of liberty as the prince of darkness proclaims the lie unborn children have no right to life no choice to live or Satan, the horn of King, parades his fleshly way. He's turning the hearts of men to animals as we complacent stare. this morning and let's give the glory to the real Jesus this morning he's worthy of all the glory the honor and the praise this morning father in the name of Jesus we ask even now at the close of this service come Holy Spirit rend the heavens and come on down and move the mountains that families are groping with even today. Lord, we're thankful once again that the battle is not ours, but it is the Lord's. And if God be for us, who can be against us? The blood has not lost its power. There's power in the Word. There's power in the Spirit. Lord, there's power in your name, the name of Jesus. And we declare it even today. 
His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. How many, how many here today? You are families like this family up here on stage. And you've got a lost son. You've got a lost daughter that needs to arise. You need to move the gates of hell this morning. The greatest mountain of all. You've got a child. You have a loved one. Maybe it's a sister. Maybe it's a brother. Maybe it's a father. Maybe it's a mother. I don't know. You have a loved one that's away from God. And you need to see that mountain move this morning. Would you just lift your hand this morning? I want to agree with you. Amen. We're going to sing with Cindy Zaglowski this morning. And as we sing this morning, come and join me. I want to pray with you in this ending prayer this morning. God's people are going to pray with you. We've got to see this mountain moved. This is not right. I said this is not right. God comes to save entire families. And we need to get angry in the righteous way against the enemy of our faith. And in the name of Jesus, rise and move the gates of hell. Come right now. Join me here at this altar.